0: Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each week, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. This week, scientists reaffirm quantum weirdness. There might be no way around the quantum phenomenon that Albert Einstein called spooky action at a distance. With a new experiment, leading cosmologists and quantum physicists have all but closed the door on an alternative to quantum entanglement. Nicholas Gysen, a quantum physicist at the University of Geneva who was not involved, says the experiment was truly technically impressive. It involved using starlight to control measurements of particles that were shot between buildings in Vienna. According to standard quantum theory, particles have no definite states when no one is looking. They only have relative probabilities of being one thing or another. But when they're measured, they seem to suddenly roll the dice and pick a state even stranger when two particles interact, they can become entangled. This means they lose their individual probabilities and become parts of a more complicated probability function that describes both particles together. This function might specify that two entangled photons are polarized at right angles to each other, with some chance that photon A is vertically polarized and photon B is horizontally polarized, and some chances of the opposite it. The two photons can travel light years apart, but they remain linked. If you measure photon A to be vertically polarized, photon B instantly becomes horizontally polarized. This happens even though photon B's state was unspecified a moment earlier, and no signal had time to travel between them. This is the spooky action that Einstein was famously skeptical about in the 1930s and 40s. But in 1964, the physicist John Bell found a way to put quantum entanglement to the test. He first considered the possibility that particles do have definite states even when no one is looking, a concept known as realism, and that no signals can travel between them faster than light, called locality. He found that in that case there is an upper limit to the amount of correlation that can be observed between the measured states of two particles, but experiments have shown that entangled particles are are more correlated than Bell's upper limit, favoring the radical quantum worldview over local realism. There's a hitch, though. In addition to locality and realism, Bell made another assumption to derive his formula that was ignored for decades.
1: The three assumptions that go into Bell's theorem that are relevant are, are, uh, let's say, uh, locality, uh, realism, and freedom.
0: That's Andrew Friedman, an MIT astrophysicist who worked on the experiment.
1: Recently it's been discovered that um, you could keep locality and realism but by, by giving up just a little bit of freedom.
0: This workaround is known as the freedom of choice loophole. In a Bell test, entangled photons A and B are separated and sent to far apart optical modulators. These devices either block photons or let them through to detectors depending on whether the modulators are aligned with or against the photons polarization directions. Bell's inequality sets an upper limit on how often photons A and B will both pass through their modulators and be detected in a local realistic universe. Researchers find that entangled photons are correlated more often than this, violating the limit. A critical assumption of Bell's formula is that the two modulator settings are independent of the states of the particles being tested. In experiments, researchers typically use random number generators to set the device's angles of orientation. But what if the modulators are not actually independent? Nature could somehow restrict the possible settings that can be chosen. This would correlate the settings with the states of the particles in the moments before an experiment occurs. This reduced freedom could explain the outcomes that are normally attributed to quantum entanglement. The universe might be like a restaurant with 10 menu items. Here's Friedman speaking with reporter Natalie Walchover.
1: You, you think that you can you know, order any of the 10, but then they tell you, oh no, we're out of the chicken, you can't have the chicken burrito. Only five of the things are really on the menu. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you still have freedom to choose the, the remaining five, but you You would have uh, been overcounting your degrees of freedom if you assumed naively that you had access to all of them
0: similarly, he says there might be unknowns, constraints, boundary conditions, or conservation laws that could limit your choices in a very subtle way When setting up an experiment, these could lead to apparent violations of local realism. This possible loophole gained traction in 2010. That was when Michael Hall, now at Griffith University in Australia, developed a quantitative way of reducing freedom of choice. In Bell tests, measuring devices have two possible settings. These correspond to one bit of information, either one or zero. Because there are two measuring devices, it takes two bits of information to specify their settings when they are independent. But Hall showed that if the settings are not quite independent, if once in every 22 runs of the experiment, only one bit specifies their states, then this halves the number of possible measurement settings available in those 22 runs. This reduced freedom of choice correlates measurement outcomes enough to exceed Bell's limit. It creates the illusion of quantum entanglement. The idea that nature might restrict freedom while maintaining local realism has become more attractive because of emerging connections between information and the geometry of space-time. Research on Black Hole suggests that the stronger the gravity in a volume of space-time, the fewer bits can be stored in that region. Could gravity be reducing the number of possible measurement settings in Bell tests? Friedman and his colleagues at MIT were thinking about this when Anton Zeilinger, a famous bell test experimenter at the University of Vienna, visited a few years ago. Zeilinger also had his sights on the freedom of choice loophole. Together, they and other collaborators developed an idea for how to distinguish between a universe that lacks local realism and one that curbs freedom. In their cosmic bell test experiment, the team sent pairs of photons from the roof of Zeilinger's lab in Vienna through the open windows of two other buildings and into optical modulators. They attempted to lower the chance that the modulator settings might somehow become correlated with the states of the photons in the moments before each measurement. To do this, they pointed a telescope out of each window and trained each one on a star. Before each measurement, they used the color of an incoming photon from each star to set the angle of the associated modulator. The colors of these photons were decided hundreds of years ago when they left their stars. This increases the chances that their colors, and therefore the measurement settings, were independent of the states of the photons being measured. But the scientists found that the measurement outcomes still violated Bell's upper limit. The results boosted their confidence that the polarized photons in the experiment exhibit spooky action at a distance after all. Nature could still exploit the freedom of choice loophole. For that to happen, the universe would have had to delete items from the menu of possible measurement settings at least 600 years before the measurements occurred. That's when the closer of the two stars send its light toward Earth. To further close the loophole, the team plans to use light from increasingly distant quasars to control their measurement settings. They'll look further back in time, giving the universe an even smaller window to cook up correlations between future device settings and restrict freedoms. It's possible, though extremely unlikely, that the team will find a transition point where measurement settings become uncorrelated and violations of Bell's limit disappear. That would prove Einstein was right to doubt spooky action. Here's Friedman again.
1: For us, it seems like kind of a win-win because you know either we, we close the loophole more and more and we're more confident in quantum theory, or if we saw something new, then that could point towards in physics, which would be really interesting.
0: There's a final possibility that many physicists hate. It could be that the universe restricted freedom of choice from the very beginning. Every measurement could have been predetermined by correlations established at the Big Bang. Janaki Larson, a physicist at Linköping University in Sweden, says this super-determinism is unknowable. The cosmic bell test crew will never be able to rule out correlations that existed before they were stars, quasars, or any other light in the sky. That means the freedom of choice loophole can never be completely shut. But given the choice between quantum entanglement and super-determinism, most scientists favor entanglement, and with entanglement comes freedom. Jeanette Kazmerzak produced this episode. For more of this story, read Natalie Walchover's full article, Experiment Reaffirms Quantum Weirdness, at quantummagazine.org.